It's me, Sean Capri. I'm at home, and you're listening to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the man on the mongoose, and on our journey today, it's Halo launch day and week, and the game awards are coming up, and we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, so jump on into the Xbox Drive. I'm so excited. Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. It's Mongoose time. Nobody is slowing me down. It is Mongoose time, Ryan Turford. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you, good sir? Oh, I'm in my I'm in my bestest um, ugly Christmas sweater. It's uh, it's happening, man. We're into December. The countdown is on to the holidays. As we record this, people are logging on and playing Halo Infinite for the first time, dude. And I am so excited. I'm feeling the energy, like the Xbox community. We're all we're all in it together, man. It's really really exciting. I'm stoked, dude. Yeah, I mean, people seem very excited about Halo today. Of course, the day mm-hmm. we're recording this is the the day after you're listening to it, but it is Halo Day today. So yeah. I'm so glad people are finally getting a chance to play the game because, of course, Sean, we put up a review for Halo already. Oh, yeah. People can check it out on the channel or the podcast view if they haven't already with a special guest, Court Lalonde from Xbox A. So huge thank you to Court for coming on the show, talking about Halo with us. But bottom line, if most people didn't check out the review for some reason, it's awesome. I mean, <laughs> we, we really liked it a lot. So I hope mm-hmm. everyone is enjoying themselves with the campaign now, finding yes. all the skulls and, yes. you know, just having a good time with it. And uh, I hope I hope people like it. So there you go. Yeah. But let's get into the show proper. Of course, we should clean the garage. If you like what we do and you want to support the show, of course, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Of course, subscribe to us on your podcast feeds of choice or you can head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash yumikapri, throw a little tip in the old tip jar, you get early access to this and all of our content. So, Sean, let's grab our A-tracks, pop them in. It's time for the playlist. And uh, what did we play this week besides Halo Infinite? We could talk about Halo at least a little bit if we went back to it a little bit. But what did you play, my friend? Yeah, well, I want to give a, my annual shout out. This is a bit of a December tradition for me, my friend. You might have noticed on the dock. I'm playing a game called Fury, which is made by the Game Bakers. This is one of my favorite games of all time. And after Halo, after we beat that and we did the review and everything, I, I was looking for a bit of a palate cleanser. Of course, I didn't play any of the games that I bought over Black Friday or anything like that. I, of course. I fired up this boss rush game. And for the people who play, the people who know, you know, but Fury is this really special game in my heart, man, that I discovered a couple of years ago when looking for a game to actually play with my brother who was visiting at the time. And um, as it turns out, that's like the worst game I could have discovered because it's a single player game, boss rush thing, but really, really great combat, great controls, great soundtrack, really interesting and almost disturbing kind of atmosphere. Like the the setting of this is very strange. And I just love it. I I just played through a couple bosses the other night, and I think I'm just going to I'm going to make a thing of this every year i'm gonna just do my run through of fury a bunch of boss rush stuff and i love it that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at but i have a huge amount of regret because riders republic is on the list and freaking guardians of the galaxy is on the list i just saw i can't remember who it was was it court i think court just finished guardians of the galaxy and like everybody loves it man i just got to play this freaking game but i'm a little distracted and halo came out and i downloaded it earlier today and i might have played through the first mission about 20 seconds ago yep. and i'm uh, I think it might be my game of the year, man. I think think that game might be my favorite game this year because I'm like, I mean, of course, those are the other two games I just mentioned I haven't gotten to yet. But all I can think about now that the game is out is I want to go play freaking Halo Infinite, my friend. Mm -hmm. And actually, you reminded me because I completely forgot to put this on the document, but we just announced 
our game of the year award show is actually happening pretty there soon. There you go. The You, Me, and Capris, that's a perfect segue, of course. Um, we actually put up a, a Google forum this week for the community to get involved. So we're actually going to be recording the show next week, and it'll be going live on all the podcast feeds, including this one, on December 31st. Of course, patrons get three-day early access to that show, and it'll have all of our You, Me, Capri contributors, so Cato, Sean, myself, Garrett, and Matt all in one show Amazing. for the first time ever, which will be Amazing, and we'll definitely be talking about Halo Infinite. So I'm gonna actually put a link in the show notes if you want to get your voice heard on the show. If you want to tell us what your favorite game of 2021 is and why, and yes, it doesn't have to have come out this year. You can you can be like some of our contributors already who've already said Animal Crossing, Sean. So I mean, you can <laughs> be one of those people this if you want to be or anything else. So uh, look out for that pretty soon, uh, and uh, all entries for that have to be in by next Tuesday, but it's, it's cool to see that you, you're been playing fury. I know that I think you talked about it on, it was either we, the gamer cast this week yeah. or another show that I yeah, heard you talking was. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a game that I played back. I wrote, I think it came to PlayStation plus that's with right. Games with gold at one point. Yeah. And I played it there and I just couldn't get into it for whatever oh, reason. Oh, Ryan, the gameplay is so good. What the heck, man? We keep missing each other on this stuff, I guess. But I, I've also never really been to games that are kind of like just boss rush games in a lot of ways. So, uh, maybe I, maybe, Maybe I go back to it though because I haven't played it since it came to PlayStation Plus. So it really surprises that. me that you don't like it. Like it really is just such a, like yeah, it's a boss rush game, but it's just such great action, man. Like uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I just remember because like again, it's been a long time. It's been like since like 2016, 2017 since the last time I played it. But I remember there was something about the controls I didn't like. But again, that was like five or six years ago. My tastes may have changed. Give it a try. Give it a try. Yeah, man. I want to dude. And the other thing I want to say too, is I've had a couple random people. Well, really just two, but, um, zero skill and my, and my friend Nathan have reached out to me separately to say like, try out this XO one game. Like mm. I love that. And, and I, I tried it out after zero skill. Let me know about it. But it was just funny to see like, you know, how the word of mouth kind of happens in the power of Game Pass, you know, hashtag Xbox Game Pass, man. It's pretty cool. My God. Well, as for me, I d- I'm not going to be playing Fury anytime soon, Sean, because I played Halo okay. Infinite, of course, because yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about it. But post Halo, a little game called Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker came out, and that's pretty much all I've been doing ever since. Mm-hmm. I did forewarn everyone on the podcast that that's probably what I'm the, the game I'm going to be sticking with. For the rest of the year, and yeah. it's already made me cry three times already, and it's <laughs> the type God. of game that I've been waiting for for a while, so I'm so excited about that game. But of course, it's not on Xbox, so I'm not going to you know, oh, go okay. into details with it on this show. You'll have to wait until our final PlayStation Drive of the year next week uh, when Matt and I talk about it after he gets back from, from getting married in Mexico, which, by the way, huge congratulations to, to Matt. Our, our, my co-host on the PlayStation Drive for getting married, Sean. I can't believe it actually happened. So. Mazel tov, Matt. There you go. All right, let's slam the brakes on this conversation. It's time for some breaking news. And we got a few news stories this week. I mean, it's obviously winding down for the rest of the year, so I don't imagine too many news stories other than, of course, the Game Awards, which are happening tonight from the time you're listening to this, because this will be out on Thursday. By the way, if you want to hear some Game Awards predictions for some of the the awards, Matt and I actually, uh, because he was, I knew he was going to be away this week, we recorded a show ahead of time with giving all our predictions for all of the awards at the Game Awards. So if you want to hear that, go over to the PlayStation Drive feed if you want to hear more about it. And I'm sure we'll be talking about all the announcements on next week's show, Sean and I. So I, I'm very excited to see what, what they've got at the show to announce. Banjo-Kazooie, think big, man. Banjo-Kazooie's coming, I'm telling you. That's my, I'm already like, thinking big, thinking that Chrono Cross is coming, Sean. N- well, I mean, that feels, isn't that like confirmed? Like that's not even like a real prediction. 
It, it's a rumor. It's not even, it's not it's confirmed conf- by anyone. It's confirmed, it's confirmed by the G-Force League. It's at Shearer, but. <laughs> exactly. Like that's not, a, I don't know, man. Like it's funny. Cause yeah, you guys did all the predictions for, for the awards and I'm like, man, let's do some like, like, you know, E3 type of predictions. Let's do some beginning of the year type of predictions. You know, that'd be mm. fun. We can do yeah, it right mean, off the top of our heads. I was just going to say, no one asked us about it. So Sean, is there, it, what, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Let's, let's, let's tease it for now. Cause I'm literally just saying, let's do some news. Let's get into some predictions in a little bit. Maybe as we're bouncing off and forth of one with another, we can uh, get back into some crazy predictions. But for right now, I'm saying Banjo is going to be the big, the big deal, man. That's what Xbox is coming out with. My God. Well, Come First back to news it. story Come back to it. has to be about Halo Infinite, of course, with Halo Infinite out today. There is one thing that people that we actually discovered during our test during the review, um, which I think we didn't mention on the, the review cast just because we did, I don't I didn't mention it because I didn't know if it was going to be this way in the real game. But it turns out it is. So Halo Infinite will not allow you to replay levels in the campaign. At Devastating. Launch. However, 343 has confirmed that the feature will be available sometime post-launch. They've, they're working on it. They know it's a thing, and they will implement it at some point, which, again, like I thought it was weird while playing it that you would you it would have all the points on the map where all the missions took place, like what ones you've actually beaten before, right. including all the things that you missed from the missions. But when I tried to go back and maybe go, like get some of the items I missed, like there was no way to do that. I thought it was like super weird. So I was like, okay, maybe this is just a beta thing. Maybe this is something that'll happen like maybe it's something that'll be implemented outside the review build, but apparently, uh, apparently that's not the case. So Sean, what do you think about this news? Cause I think it's kind of weird. Game is coming in hot, man. Like this is just it. Every time one of these kind of announcements or revelations kind of happens, you just go like, golly, they, I, they worked on this game every second of every moment they could have possibly had up until the, like, they, until they launched it today so it's not all that surprising it, it does seem like kind of optional it's not it's definitely it's certainly not core to the experience but it's pretty mm-hmm. close it's pretty close especially with the whole collectibles and collectathon thing that you can um that you you're gonna want to do you're gonna want to beat all, and find all those things so yeah I, i'm glad that it's coming i'm actually surprised ryan like we've since we've recorded our review there's been a lot of coverage that has come out of course the reviews themselves and even more coverage since then i'm surprised actually at the narrative around halo to be honest with you i thought we talked about it after we recorded i thought it was there was going to be a lot more negativity around it mm. i thought because there, there is and we mentioned this in our review there are things that can be nitpicked about it this is one of those things and i'm actually surprised um that the narrative is as positive as it is you officially won our metacritic guessing game you were yep. one off uh, one. I think you said 86. It turned out to be about 87. Well, actually, if you go look at it now, it's actually down to 86. Sean. Oh, snap. You nailed it, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. crap. You get both showcase showdowns. Holy cow. Um, yeah. So not a huge deal to me right now, because I really think that in the meantime, people should just focus on playing through the game rather than going back. But that might be just my style of, of playing a mm. game like this. And I do think that uh, maybe in the end, we may even be thankful for this sort of rollout because you can focus on the game, spend your 12, 10, 12, 15 hours in the game, and then maybe it'll line up just when they're going to have some of these additions or (laughs) fill in the blanks, uh, fill in the potholes, if you will, um, into the game over the next couple of weeks and months as they come. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, like, if you miss like a mission log or a skull, like... It's 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 such an annoying thing to like want to be able to go back and collect that and then not yeah. be able to, especially because yeah. it kind of hangs over your head, especially when you look at your overall percentage for the game and like what things are missing from that. So yeah. um, I could definitely tell like 
people were a little upset when they read this and rightfully so like it's a feature that i wish was in the game so yeah i'm glad that 3443 is actually publicly acknowledged that this is a thing and they're actually working on it so big time uh, we will get an update for it at some point we don't know the timing for it or anything like that hopefully it's before we get co-op but we'll see right we'll yeah see on that one i mean at this point this is why i'm like it's little things like this that make that are making me not like even though i'm like installing the game today I'm not going back to the game today, like going back to it right away. Um, not even just because Final Fantasy 14 is out right now, but also like I, I kind of want to wait until some of this stuff gets ironed out before I do my my second playthrough of Halo, if that makes sense at this point. Second so. playthrough, I could I could see it, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm just like I'm just so in love with everything about it that I want to mm. I want to play it again. And yeah, so I could see it. I, I'm just I'm hoping that it doesn't tarnish it too much. The like I said, the yeah. narrative can be very powerful, but in any case. It's, like between this and the two, uh, the the other talking point is the ability to not be able to switch your difficulty mid game. Yeah, um, which I know a lot of people have been pretty vocal about as well. Um, but again, Halo, you've never been able to do that, but you also were returned to the, the the mission select menu every time you you know completed a level and could change the difficulty there. Yeah. So I, I wish there was something in the game to kind of implement that, and I think they're going to adjust that at some point too. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just little things like that that you're right, like. I'm, I'm also amazed that it ended up being as positive as it was. But I, again, it was the, the type of thing we talked about in the review. Some of the reviews actually actually factored the multiplayer into the discussion oh, with the yeah. single player. And I noticed that the, the reviews that did that actually ended up being higher than the ones that didn't. So, I can see it. I can see it. I, well, and that's interesting to do that on that day because the multiplayer really wasn't out of beta. Like technically now mm-hmm. it's out of beta. There was a four gigabyte patch that I had to download before, before then downloading the campaign today which was i think 26 or something like that on the series x so yeah yeah, a little bit a little bit of an interesting kind of rollout there and and reviews always like there's just different ways of doing it i guess i think we've got a really good way of doing it i think people will hear more final thoughts so to speak on on our multiplayer uh Mm -hmm. side of things as you know we'll we'll get into halo saturday this weekend we'll have a little bit uh, more matches on this i don't expect there to be too much changes to be honest with you like now that it's Mm out i actually don't expect there to be too much, but I'm, I haven't checked it out as of recording this yet. Well, speaking of our Halo review, Sean, I'm going to bring in Court Lalonde. Oh, snap. Court Lalonde on Twitter, who is on our Halo review, who asked the question, we reviewed Halo Infinite, the game, and the multiplayer separately, but with the recent preload information, should the do can be considered one game? And it brings up an interesting question that, that kind of goes back to what we were just talking about, where... I think the reason I, I know that I wanted to review them separately is because um, they feel they feel like even though they're in one package in a way, they kind of feel like two separate games and like because they're separated. They, they felt very separated from each other, at least otherwise, other, except for like the multiplayer rewards, obviously, that you get from the single player. But otherwise, they're not really entwined in any way. Um, so that's why I like doing discussions about the single player and multiplayer separately. Not only that, but um, it also allows us to get more in depth with you know, the multiplayer, uh, like talking about the multiplayer rather than, you know, rushing through it. Otherwise we'd have like a three hour podcast that we'd put out, which is probably could not, yeah. not always fun for Like it's fun for us to record, but not always fun for people to listen to. So yeah. that's why I like the idea of maybe doing them separately. But what do you think about court's question, Sean? Yeah. I think that the way, I mean, the, 
you and I just, we, I think we review things when we're ready to review mm-hmm. them. And I, and I really don't think that the game itself and us, I don't think that it lined up for us to review the multiplayer just yet. Like that's just personal, like coming from a very personal perspective, mm-hmm. I would, I would have wanted us to, and that's what we're doing. Like I wanted us to wait until after the game was launched in order to review the multiplayer for the campaign. It is different because we experienced the campaign, um, as it is like, and yeah. as people are going to be playing it today and so that's always like um man like there's a lot of kind of inside baseball here but these these are always the thoughts and considerations that that i have why i i've mentioned before but i take this responsibility like very seriously like it's a it is a real privilege that we get to play these games ahead of time in some cases to provide our thoughts and it's like i want to be as as thoughtful and truthful and what what that means for us um is we reviewed the game that we thought was going to be representative of what people are going to be playing on day one. And I don't think that I can say the same about the multiplayer because they told us that it was a beta. So I feel like for us, it would be a little bit disingenuous to review it as an entire package because the game comes out of beta today. So mm-hmm. today is when we really start to play Halo Infinite multiplayer and we'll have some final thoughts, I think, afterwards. And what you people have heard from us so far as we've talked about Halo Infinite multiplayer is been our impressions. Like, mm-hmm. that has been fun and there's certain things that we would like um, fixed and, and tweaked and, and things like that. And what I think you're going to find, I'm surprised that the... the um, the, the scores on the reviews that include the multiplayer are even higher because I think when you put the two together is you start to add up things that are missing. Like there's definitely things that are missing on the multiplayer side. There's things that are missing on the, on the single player side. There was a Bloomberg, I think report that talked about where it ended up, which um, we spoke to as a sort of like as a guess on our review. Like we, it seemed like they were cutting things. I wasn't exactly sure what that was. Turns out that would be, that was the case, but yeah, I, I'm the, the game is, it's still, under construction, man, but it is so rock solid. I said this in a review, like the gameplay is so rock solid that it kind of overcomes that. And that is so rare for the, uh, the overall narrative to override the things that are missing. Cause there's a lot to nitpick here, man. Um, mm-hmm. but the, the game is so, is so good. So yeah, we'll have more, more final thoughts. And you know, if, if, um, if the multiplayer package is as it has been, then I think it we we should be a little bit critical about it, yeah. um, just as we have been with the single player stuff and everything that it's missing too. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why like with multiplayer games in particular, I don't like to record like review them pretty quickly after launch anyway. Yes. Like, usually like three or four weeks after they're they've officially launched, even if it's yeah. an early access one, is usually t- the time frame for it. It's why like. Uh, on the RPG cave, for example, we could have done our review for Final Fantasy XIV and Walker already, like this week, but we're holding off until the middle of January because there's other multiplayer things to consider. Yeah. As to, so we don't want to, you know, rush that review out rather than it being, you know, just like a, a, a giant high of, of all the things we liked from, you know, the first week of playing the game. Right. So we want it to be more representative of what, of what people are going to play. And with multiplayer games, a lot of times it's not usually like a, even though it kind of feels like a one and done experience, a lot of times it, it is something that you, it's going to grow with you over time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why I think it, I also agree with you. Like this is the type of thing where we'll probably maybe talk about it in like January when we, when we come back from, you know, the holidays kind of thing. So there you go. All right. Speaking of halo, the halo live action TV series will have its first full trailer during the game awards tonight. Uh, so they actually released a t- teaser trailer of about 20 seconds of a bunch of UNSC Marines running around a hangar with a whole bunch of halo vehicles in the background. And it looks like we're finally getting our first look for the, at the halo TV show. And I got to say from the, the little 20 second snippet that they showed, it looked 
pretty much like Halo as far as like as far as the outfits on all the the uh, UNSC char- characters, the vehicles themselves look like Halo vehicles. It looks authentic to the universe, but you know whether or not the the, the story or the writing kind of lives up to it. The, the Halo name is what I'm you know most curious to see happen. But Sean, what do you think about this? Are you excited to see this first look at the Halo TV show? I guess I, I think um, just because Halo is like kind of the hotness right now that, yes, I, I'm kind of like, give me all the Halos, give me the podcast, give me the movies, give me the TV shows, whatever it is. But I'm always I'm always kind of like looking at this out of the side of my eye going like, what is the like the look of it? And I, you're right. I, I think I agree with you. I like the the style of this, the cinematography, like just the the lighting. Like, I, I feel like I've seen live action Halo in the past mm-hmm. and something always seems a little bit off to me, even though it seems probably like objectively correct i just think that it takes a very particular style and presentation for halo on the on the, in a live version for it to really translate so there's a lot that could go wrong with, with this yeah. show i'm not gonna lie to you man like i i kind of just like hope for it to be mediocre at best and i feel like that will be a win um but yeah because like Halo itself, everybody talks about the story and the lore and everything, but like there's a lot of action that kind of happens in between those punctuation points where you, you're going to run through a bunch of bunch of enemies you're going to kill this guy you're going to jump up over here and do all this stuff and then you kind of get a bit of a reward for that section of the game with some character development and some storytelling and things like that but i'm always curious like how do you translate that into a into a tv show like are we i guess what really has to happen is the action sequences on screen have to be spectacular and amazing and um yeah i just Really, really curious on this one, but I really hope they stick the landing. Um, mm. And you, do you wonder too? I want to throw a question back to you. Do you wonder if like the December eighth release date of Halo has anything to do with like the TV show? Like it seemed like why didn't why didn't they release like next week? Couldn't they have used like another week maybe on this thing? Do they have does it have to roll into the marketing machine that is going to be now going into the TV show and everything like that? I, it's possible. I mean, I don't. If memory serves, I and I, uh, I, someone will probably correct me in the comments if I'm wrong about this, but I don't know if we know the release date for this TV show yet at this point. Yeah. So we don't even know when it's coming out. Like it might not even be until, you know, summer of next year at this point with Halo. Like yeah. I think you're right. Like the timing this trailer with the release of Halo, I think is probably the idea they were going with to make sure that, you know, they're kind of lined up together. Uh, th- so they're coming out around the same time. So, you know, you've got that buzz built from Halo. Although obviously if they could have released the game November 15th, you know, they would have. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, but it, once they, once they were past, I guess that was my point was like, once they're past the 15th, they're like, okay, it can't be past the ninth because that's when, that's when we want to do this whole other thing. So you get the, you get the, the hype from the launch and now we get to move Mm -hmm. into this other stuff, I guess. Maybe, but I feel like if the game was in rough shape or if it needed to be delayed, yeah. It would have been delayed beyond today. I feel like at that's this point. true. Like, that's I don't true. think it's I don't think it's like the Thor license game, for example, based off the movie that needs to be out the same day as the movie or else. Yeah. You know, Good point. People will not play it. Like, I don't think it's that type of scenario with Halo. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see, though. But either way, I'm excited to see what this is, because a, a Halo TV series could be awesome. It could also be really terrible. It also could be like that. I think it's called Nightfall. Halo Nightfall, the one that Ridley Scott right. did with Agent right. Locke, because that was that was not good. So yeah, we'll see. All right. And then the last news story this week actually came out right after we recorded last week. So we did miss this one. But Respawn have announced that the original Titanfall has officially been delisted from sale. So you can no longer purchase the game. In addition, the game will be removed from EA Access on March 1st, 
2022. Um, this apparently is just so they can shut down the Titanfall servers and since it's a multiplayer only game, I mean, there's no single player or no way to play the game offline or anything like that. So essentially the game just won't work essentially, even if you got the disc at this point. So yeah, Sean, what do you think about this sad news story? Cause I, I, I mean, this hurts to see, of course, every time we talk about a delisting story, but what do you think about Titanfall getting removed? So I want to play a game with this one to go like, what if they didn't announce it? What if they just like turn it off? And who would know? Like, would you, am I only sad about this because they're announcing it? And I think that the answer is yes, because I haven't played this game in how many years? I haven't thought about playing this game in how many years? Um, Mm -hmm. So so they think there's an element there. The other side of this conversation, I think that is inherent, is that there's this worry that we're buying games, we're in this era of video games where they're not going to be playable forever. And, um, I, and I do like, I empathize with that big time. Like it kind of sucks. Like there's games that I'm looking behind me. Like I'm like, there's, there's old Nintendo games. I'll just like, I'll throw that cartridge in forever. UN squadron, for example. Yeah. Um, and I'll be able to play that forever. But I think for this one in particular, because it's, um, because it's a multiplayer game, like it's kind of more so tied to the community and the audience that's there that just dwindles naturally. Like there's an attrition there that I think happens like no matter what and whether or not they stop supporting it or selling it or whatever. So it's not as big a deal, I think, as maybe some might make it out to be because of that probably first and foremost is people have moved on from Titanfall to a huge degree. So that that makes sense. But yeah, I understand kind of like all points to it, I think. Yeah, like it it was funny because I saw some people posting this on Twitter, but if you can actually go look at how many people are playing games on Steam right uh, at at one time and even before, you know, like you can go back in the past and look at some of this stuff and the Steam concurrence for this game were like below 20 people. (laughs) Yeah, like that's what I'm saying, man. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's not enough people to really like populate a game or two. Really, we have so, more people playing Halo, uh, Halo Saturdays with us in our own lobby. Yeah, exactly. So I think t- you're you're right on the money, Sean. I feel like this, like you know, it's always sad to see games get listed because, uh, to your point, like you know, any games on my shelf that are physical, like you can pop them in, it'll always work. Except yeah. for DC in, or sorry, uh, Disney Infinity, which is a Toys to Life game, which it doesn't, doesn't work. Really work anymore. No, because it was so internet connected, and, and also Guitar Hero Live. I have that physical too, and Disney it's also Infinity doesn't work. You've got to be kidding me! I, I must have put out a separate patch to allow all, all, offline playability, but you weren't. I able haven't to play heard. Of, I haven't wor- heard one way or another. I'm just really surprised that that was even a thing that could happen with that game. I mean, man, I've got really good figures for that. I've got like a Venom down here. I've got like a Black. Oh Sun no, Spider same here. Down. I've got all the Star Wars ones, and because I really love the the looks of those figures. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I'll play Disney Infinity because I like Lego Dimensions so much, and. uh I was a little sad to see that go offline, but Guitar Hero Live in particular was a game that I actually thought was pretty fun, but you can't play it at all anymore. Like the disc is essentially just a paperweight at this point. So uh, yeah, that's why I don't love it in all scenarios, but in Titanfall, like a game like this, that's so high, like so hyper-focused on, you know, online deathmatch and stuff like that versus other players. Like this is the type of thing where I am less sad about it than versus other scenarios. So you got a sweet venom character. Like he's right here. Like people should check out the video. I'm, I'm doing Ribo's favorite segment where I just reach behind me and grab toys. Like this venom character is awesome. This little figure. Holy crap. Still in the box because I'm a monster. Of course. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, e- either way, like, yeah, this move makes sense. I mean, it's to funnel other people, like the, the 12 people that are left playing Titanfall to, to play Titanfall two or apex legends or, 
whatever at this point, whatever it's coming next from Respawn. But uh, I, you, I, is it, you just sorry, wish that this that you just wish that this this announcement came paired up with like, but stay tuned, Titanfall fans, we've got something else for you, and it doesn't. It's just yeah. it's just a single. It's this we're killing this thing, and that You're never essentially feels good. losing something, but not getting anything in return. Right? Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, I never see, like to see you know physical discs just become completely useless some something like uh uh like titanfall on xbox 360 for example can't even be played anymore that's crazy yeah so yeah yeah that's okay all right let's let some of the friends into our car with us it is time for the carpool folks at home if you would like to have your question read and answered on the carpool there's a number of ways to do that of course follow us on twitter at yumi capris we put up a question post every single tuesday afternoon so you can leave your questions there or you can join our Discord, the Yumi Capri Discord. It's free to join. The link's in the show notes, so you can uh, leave your questions in the Xbox Drive section. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, leave a comment with your video, and uh, we'll go ahead and answer it. Just like Eric Cave did on YouTube, he asked the question, since the release of Halo Infinite multiplayer, I have played and thought about nothing else. Yeah. I'm surprised how much time I have found to dedicate to the game. I can't wait for the campaign to be released next week. My question for you is, what percentage of time should I dedicate to multiplayer versus the campaign? So, Eric, I think on the review, we talked about this a lot, but the campaign is actually like very manageable as far as yeah. time is concerned. Yes. Like to the point where I think that even if you didn't even want to mainline the story, even if you wanted to explore at least a little bit, you could probably beat it in a weekend, like two, yeah. like five hour sessions and you're probably done the game at that point. Right? Nah, that's pretty mean. That's yeah. I mean, not everybody plays like you, Ryan Turp. Not everybody can like complete the entire scouring of the map and beat the game in 11 hours, but you're, you're close. I think I, I would say like, I was just gonna say you beat it in 12 hours. So that's not much. We're like yeah, but hours my, at that point, but you had like 78% completion. I had like 40%. Like it was a little bit like we spent our time differently and I'm not sure exactly yeah. how that ended up happening, but well, I was gonna say like the, the shortest time of all of our players was actually Matt. Sawinski, who actually beat the game the fastest in nine hours and oh, three minutes. Oh, speedy guy. Nice. But he but he only had like 30% completed or something like that. So yeah. very low completion on the actual map because he mostly mainlined it too. Because he was, of course, leaving for Mexico this week. So yeah. there you go. Like, <laughs> Squeezing I, a halo before I get married, before the nuptials, man. But yeah, so to my point, I don't think you were actually, Eric, I don't think you need to dedicate too much time to, to the campaign yeah. unless you really want to just savor it, like maybe play like an hour or two a night of it and then kind of, you know, have it be kind of a, a slow burn kind of scenario where you play like an hour or two of it and then an hour or two of multiplayer. And that's kind of your halo for, for the night. Yeah. But ultimately like the campaign, I felt like in a way, like we like, and we talked about this on the review too, that yes, we had a deadline to finish it on, but we just played it naturally. It's to, as if we were going to play it the, the way we we're going to play it yeah. anyways. Like, yeah, I didn't want to put the controller down as soon as I started playing yes. it. So I found that, it was more fun for me to play it kind of in one or two or three doses essentially versus it, versus it being like a long standing thing. Same. But Sean, what do you think about Eric's question? No, I'm, I'm totally with you, man. It's not, it's not far cry six. It's not a Ubisoft game. Like it's so far from it. It's very focused on, and on just the, the overall experience. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, depending on how you play multiplayer like for me i generally play multiplayer with friends so that actually dictates my gameplay more so than just jumping in um but and i also like once i started the campaign just like you like i would i just wanted to finish it so i don't think it would like in the long run it's not going to distract you too much from your multiplayer but i will say like go scour the map and get those armor color palettes man like mm-hmm. go find those things because i think that will elevate your your experience over on the multiplayer side as well but yeah there's mm-hmm. uh, the ultimately this is kind of like what what i think we thought out of of halo which is a pretty solid single player campaign 
that you will then go over to play multiplayer for the rest of your life kind of thing yeah. so you can you can take a little break from multiplayer i think you've had you've had a lot of time with that which is exactly what i said when they did the whole beta thing i was like this is perfect because i can have my couple weeks with multiplayer and then not feel like i've got to make a choice on do should i start with multiplayer should i start with single player like i got my fill of multiplayer i've now had my fill of single player and surprisingly i think i'm actually going to go back to the single player <laughs> this is actually yep. not how i drew this part of the gameplay is not how i drew it up but yeah i'm i'll play halo saturdays i will probably play through the campaign once again and so yeah I th- i'm curious to see how how others are going to treat this as well but uh, mm-hmm. if you love the multiplayer then then stick with it but the the single player i think shakes things up for people who maybe have gotten too used to or maybe the the things maybe things are getting a little stale on the multiplayer front go go shake things up in single player land yeah and we also know that updates are coming to the single player too so i mean it's not going to just be ending today like the the full all the content from the story is not in the base game 343 came out and said this before the game even came out they said that the idea was to build on the game like story-wise as as they went with it so Yeah. yeah like even the experience we get today like even if you don't play the campaign right away and get to it later, like you're still going to have a great time regardless. So that's right. Yeah, you can just decide how you want to budget your time. But I, th- I, th- I think it's great either way. Regardless yeah, man. Oh, Halo. Uh, it's back. Next up, Seamus McIsaac at Famous Seamus also had a Halo question. He says, today's the day. Might as well ask, what is your favorite Halo moment? It can be a trailer slash promotional thing, Ooh. a story moment, an unbelievable multiplayer moment, or something outside the game. So for me personally, to give you some time to think about this one, Sean, um, it wasn't actually something in uh, while playing a Halo game. That is probably my favorite Halo moment. It is definitely out, something that happened outside the game um, because honestly, my favorite moment and the, the moment that will always stick with me for the rest of my life is actually waiting outside EB games when Halo 2 came out because there was actually like a giant line of people that like everyone's like super jazzed for mm-hmm. Halo 2 to come out, myself included. Like I was like so, so hyped for that game. Uh, like you couldn't even believe it. So just standing in line, getting to talk to players in the community who, again, like I am a very introverted person. So I usually don't get out there and talk to a lot of people, especially like people who play video games, let alone people who play video games who live where I live, essentially. Yeah. So having a night where I did that, like there was a, a dude in line who brought his guitar and he was playing Halo songs on the nice. guitar to like just all of us just nerding out about Halo on a cold November night in London, Ontario, and then waiting to get in the doors. And they had the whole store was done up with Halo stuff. Like the Halo soundtracks was there that a giant standee of Master Chief in the store. They had all kinds of like Halo stuff. So it was like it was a it was like a, an experience that'll always stick with me throughout my entire lifetime that'll always like th- like it, whatever I'm thinking about positive moments with with Halo that always comes up and then uh, the other thing I will say as well is nights that where we would play like 16 player multiplayer Halo 1 all system link with four Xboxes and four eight, like uh, CRT TVs with four copies of the game where we basically play like 16 players in one room, yeah. which was crazy yeah. to play back in the day. Back in, you know, 2001, like there was no other experience like that. So um, those are t- two things that really kind of stick with me. Again, there's not a specific moment from from the game that really sticks with me. And maybe there, there, I, there are a couple that 
will in this current game that I'm not going to say for spoilery reasons. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, from most of my memories of Halo, they're mostly from stuff outside the games. But what do you think about this question, my friend? Yeah, there is definitely a couple of things that happen in the single player campaign that are, I mean, they're very fresh as well. So there's some recency there. I feel like it's such a cliche, man. But like, I remember like, it, it seemed like something that shouldn't be able to happen. And it is that the system connect the land party experience. And my land party experience that I had at my house was maybe a little bit different. I'm not sure than, than some others because we had, we didn't move TVs. We kept TVs. We had one TV in the basement at my parents' house where I, where I grew up and um, one TV just kind of like on the main floor and somebody brought over, this changed my life, honestly. Somebody brought over like a 50 foot ethernet cable and was like, we're going to do it this way. And it was so, it was so memorable for me because uh, you've got like the door open to the basement because this cable's got to like feed in there. But the memorable part was hearing the group upstairs screaming when you did something downstairs. So like <laughs> we get a sense of that with like our voice chat and everything on Halo Saturdays, but there's something about like the distance of it being like far away so it was like you could hear it kind of quiet off in the distance but close enough because it was upstairs kind of a thing and that was that was really special man because like it would you would just kind of get this thing back and forth like you would have somebody downstairs get the kill the other guy react upstairs then the guys downstairs all laughing at the reaction that they got out of the guys upstairs and it was i don't know it's it's really really special um but yeah man there's lots of there's lots of great lines from master chief and there's lots of great just like um, you know, very climatic kind of moments. I think even just the way that this game starts is really, really good. Um, and dude, I mean, to me, it's, it's actually even less about the moments and more about the characters, but man, there's, there's some great lines out of these characters all the way through, but that's, that's kind of where I'm at with this. And there's also one moment in the game that really stuck with me, not so much Halo Infinite, but Halo Reach in particular, just the ending of that game. Oh, God, yes, yes. Oh, my God. That, like, when I first played answer. that, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe what I was playing. Like, that was that was something. So, again, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it because yeah. I, I, even though this is an Xbox podcast, you know there's someone out there that hasn't played Halo Gotta Reach. Gotta play Reach, man. Something, right? So, yeah, there you go. All right. Next question comes to us from Dan Rodriguez at Dano12, who asked the question, more games are becoming TV shows and movies. Which ones are your favorites and least favorites? Second question, what are some TV shows slash movies that are in your backlog now? So, yeah, as far as video game movies and TV shows, I mean, the reason I'm excited for Halo is because I feel like we've been getting moving in the direction where video game TV shows and movies are getting better. Yeah, like stuff like Arcane, for example, just recently released, which is the League of Legends TV show. Um, two other movies like Sonic, which Yes, even though I know Sean doesn't like Sonic, I will say the Sonic movie was not terrible. In fact, it was it was all right. I got to try. I got to check it out. I'm very I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. I've got to check that one out. Yeah. And with the sequel coming around, they actually just released the first like teaser image for it with it with tails flying the plane and Sonic on top. And then Jim Carrey in the full like Dr. Robotic outfit, like flying like a flying machine. I'm like, that's a movie I'm I'm excited to see. They should have teased the next one with like the original Sonic design that they did the first movie. Oh my god! They just, they just revert back and just try to get people outraged all over again. You never know. They they might bring him in some like parallel universe kind of thing. So yeah, I feel Snap. like since we're moving in di- in the direction for that, I am really excited to see what happens with a lot of the stuff that we've been hearing about, like yeah. the Halo TV show, like The Last of Us coming to HBO, mm-hmm. like everything I've been seeing from that. I'm like, that looks like yeah, it's from the game. Which, yeah, yeah, that might actually be pretty good. Um, so as far as things that have come out in the past that I really like, I mean, my favorite all-time video game movie that's ever been released is the original Resident Evil with Mila Jovovich. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah, for sure, man. 
I think that movie is not just a good video game movie, but I actually think it's a pretty good zombie movie. Yeah, so good one. I actually really enjoy that movie a lot. I, I actually watched it pretty recently again, like just to make sure that it still holds up and yeah, yeah it, it is still good. Holds up. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty good. Um, so it's definitely up there. And then as far as TV shows are concerned, I mean, mostly video games based off TV shows, I find actually work real well in either animated realms or anime. Yeah. So a lot of the, the stuff that I like in that realm is kind of, in there again, arcane it comes to mind too, which is actually like a really good TV show. And I, I hate league of legends. So the fact no that snap. I like arcane, despite the fact that I hate league of legends, just tells you like how good that show is. But yeah. Sean, what, what do you have to say to this answer? Well, in my backlog is where, where I'll start. And, um, I regretfully haven't watched the Witcher or Castlevania. And I watched the first, I should Ooh. say, I watched the first episode of Castlevania and loved it. There's nothing against the show that I, I didn't continue on. I was just kind of busy with other stuff, but those are the ones I want to get to. My favorite video game movie, <laughs> you're going to hate me for saying this, is Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat movie. Why would I hate you? I actually think that's <laughs> one of know. my like top three video game oh, movies. Oh, good. I don't know. I just think that, like it's, it's kind of laughable. Like it's kind of, I don't know. It's just silly. It's also like very nineties and like over the top with the soundtrack. But to me, like it, it, it was kind of as good as we could have possibly expected for that thing, man. Like focused on Luke Kang, you've got Johnny Cage doing the splits and punching Goro in the face. And like, to, yep. I, I was scarred for life. Cause like those people like died, you know, and I was however <laughs> old, I was like seven years old. <laughs> yeah. It's like this, you know, battle for your souls kind of tournament. Like it made it real. I was playing a video game before, but the movie is what really scarred me. These people are like facing against this monster they could never defeat. And like, yeah, death is uh, imminent for them. But I love that one, man. The soundtrack is memorable. I, pl- I, I bought that soundtrack, the CD, at a place called International Stereo here in Canada um, mm-hmm. for $17 because I paid in loonies because I was such a, I, I saved my money <laughs> as a kid. I had like this tower that I put all my change in and I'm like, I've got enough money, dad. I'm going to go buy this soundtrack. So put that in. Yeah. I played it in my, in my Discman, my $75 Discman that I got uh, from Canadian Tire, of course. Yeah, so of course. it was a very special move, man. I've, <laughs> I've watched it so many times. The, the freaking fight with Scorpio, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Oh, Oh my gosh, I feel no, like Scorpion and Type Zero don't fight in that movie. Scorpion fights Johnny Cage in that Johnny movie. Johnny Cage in the, in, the, in the Sorry, go ahead. Sub Zero fights Luke Hang in that movie. Yes. So man, the spear is perfect. Like it just comes out of his hand. You're like, you never you didn't think you're gonna see that. Man, Mortal Kombat. Shout out to Mortal Kombat. And fun fact about that soundtrack, John, I also had that soundtrack. I bought it at a, a, a Sunrise Records here in town. Sunrise, well. nice. I like it. So yeah, I, I really like that. I mean, the Mortal Kombat theme has just persisted over the years because of that. And it's funny when you think about that movie because essentially like all the Mortal Kombat lore was completely different before that movie came out. And then people liked the lore in the movie so yeah. much that they actually like changed the lore in all the games to match all the, mm-hmm. to match the movie. Yeah. Where like Kano was like a Chinese uh, person before, but he became Australian because they really like Kano's adaptation <laughs> in the movie. So, so good. yeah, it's just, I, I love it as well. So yeah, that, that one is, hits a soft spot for me too. Mm-hmm. But also last question of the week comes to us from TPR. I don't know how much we're going to have to say about this one, but we'll answer it anyways. It, he says, let's say Microsoft does their own tower of power for Xbox. What are the components and why? So here's the thing. TPR, oh, like I don't Saturn. know anything about PCR, PC components. So I really have nothing to say about this question, but what do you think, Sean? Like the tower of power, like the Sega kind of, kind of deal, like expansion, I guess so. like, like, I don't know. Like, it's got to be some sort of like additional power, right? It's, it's got to be part of it. Well, let's let's talk about like, let's take the Series S. I think the Series S is really where you're going to have a tower of power. And at a certain point, like there, you'll hit a threshold where 
probably should just get a Series X, right? So you yeah. can you can have a little attachment on there with like um like an actual disc player. I think would be where you start like a like a a 4K Blu-ray player that you have attached onto it. Um, mm-hmm. you have you obviously need some more uh, processing power. So something that it would snap on top of to give it a little extra memory, a little extra processing power. Um, I think that's probably where I would start. Those two things, man. Um, and it, yeah. and oh, and an external hard drive as well. Like not even. <laughs> They already have a nice, elegant feature there, but let's get more. Let's get like a stackable set of of gigantic hard drives that you can have externally uh, as part of this Tower of Power. Does that make any sense? Do you know what I'm saying? It, it makes sense. And, and ultimately, I will, you know, go one step further and say there should be an add-on that allows you to play 32X cartridges on it, like a cartridge slot that attached to the, the, the back of your Xbox One S. Bring back the, the HD DVD drive as well. Like you might as well just add some like series backwards compatibility. Only if it comes with thing. a copy of King Kong. That's just right. Just like the original one did. That's right. Definitely. Yeah, man. I like that. It's so fun. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Now we're getting here. Um, okay. So the controllers on the Xbox One plugged in USB. The controllers for the 360 didn't control, didn't plug in with USB. They had a different plug in, right? Um, no, or they actually that, plugged in with USB, but the, the adapter going into the controller itself was not like a, like, it was kind of like a big add on. It was kind of clunky. Oh, I'm like, thinking of the, um, the spot for the memory cards on the bottom. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. So go back to the original Xbox and I need, I need plugins for that. Kind of like you've got on the top of the Wii. If you've ever opened up the Wii and you get yeah, GameCube like controllers. GameCube slots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want that on the, on attached to this. So you could plug in like the, the old Duke controllers for, uh, original Xbox back compatibility, man. So then you don't have to go buy like the new Duke controller, which is expensive. That's right. Um, you also need a, a tower power spot for connect. You need that attached to it. So yeah, bring all the things, man. My God. Well, anyways, John, we got to go. But before we go, Sean, Punk's <laughs> you're like, we weren't supposed to spend that long on that question. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean, like Connery Capri, like the pants. And I just want to say, I'm so glad people have stuck with us for this long. Listening to this show, it's been a year at least like lead up for Halo. And we're still playing Halo on Halo Saturdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. Be there or be not there, I guess. But it's not as good to not be there, Ryan. Oh, of course. And in fact, it's funny you say that because I think like around the time that I started the show is when like Halo Infinite was like first announced. So right. it's come like full circle for me. For, I like for it. me like hearing about the game when I first started to it finally being out. So kind I'm of happy a big people day. are finding it as well. So as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can find us on Twitter at Yumi Capri's on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Yumi Capri and on podcast services around the globe. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 219 of the Xbox Drive and we out. Bye. Happy Halo Day, everybody. Bye. The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 70 patrons who support us each and every month. With special thanks to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can support Jonathan Brown at youtube.com slash GamingPurpleMonkey. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth. And all of our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. If you'd like to support this show, go to patreon.com slash Capri and choose the Patreon tier that works for you.